Welcome back to the Growing Lean podcast, sponsored by Lean Discovery Group. This is your host, Dylan Burke, also known as Deej. I'm happy to be here with Doug Dvorak, CEO and motivational speaker at Dvorak Marketing Group and founder and managing principal at the Sales Coaching Institute. Welcome, Doug. Hi, Deej. How are you? Thanks for having me. I'm great. Thanks for being here. My pleasure. So, so to get us started, can you tell us a little bit about your background and how you ended up doing what you do today? Sure. Thank you. I, I always knew I wanted to be in professional selling. And actually, I designed my own major at university called sales administration that included a lot of psychology, sociology, some acting and communication. And that really served me well. I went to Flagler College in St. Augustine, Florida. So from a very early age, I always knew I wanted to get into sales. My dad was a very successful salesperson, and I traveled with him uh, when I was a young kid to many of his um, trade shows and appointments. I was an only child, so that was really near and dear to my heart. But I knew from an early age I wanted to get into sales, and I was just fascinated by the opportunity to really work for myself, albeit working for a company, and build and hone my business and, and selling skills. And so started back in 1985 as the sole sales professional for a family-owned um, consultancy. We did herbicide, pesticide, sanitation consulting in Chicago called WB McLeod & Company. I was the only sales rep, and I was hired by the president. They didn't really have a lot of success with prior salespeople. So he was looking for a strong salesperson that could anchor, produce for a couple of years, and then be promoted to sales rep. So when I was given my sales quota, his name was Phil McLeod. I said, Phil, if I double my sales quota in one year, will you lease me a BMW 325i for four years? He said, sure. Didn't think I was able to accomplish that. Fast forward a year later, I blew away my sales quota by over 225%. And shortly thereafter, I was driving on his nickel, a brand new BMW 325i. And that really set the stage. I could see the more I worked, the more I built my skills and really develop, develop excellence with my prospects and clients and really help them to solve their business problems and not focus on me. It would help them and ultimately me become more successful. And there for about eight years, and then a friend of mine worked for Apple Computer and he said, Doug, you really need to think about technology. So he said, why don't you go get some training? So on, I would travel Monday through Friday. Then on Saturday, I enrolled in an introduction to data processing on Saturday mornings for two semesters and got to learn about the evolving you know, technology sector back in 93. And then I quit my job with a company car, and most people thought I was nuts, to go into an entry-level position with a computer reseller called Businessland and really learned the industry for about a year and a half then my friend went and was uh, promoted to VP of worldwide sales for a data communication company called Boca Research. He called me and offered me a regional manager position. And that's really where I spent the last 15 years before starting Dvorak Marketing Group and the Sales Coaching Institute. And I was just lucky. I had to put in the work effort, take the risk. But back then, 1993, it really was, you know, the explosion of you know, data communications, online, modems. And I was just at the right place at the right time, and I got there early. 
and then had a very successful sales career as a sales professional, regional manager, VP of sales, chief revenue officer. And then things were going well. I always knew eventually I wanted to start my own consultancy for motivational speaking, training, sales excellence. But then life got in the way. I was uh, diagnosed with cancer and sort of had to put that goal on hold. And as you know, the only way out is through recovered from cancer and then started my business and and really never looked back. And today, Sales Coaching Institute, Dvorak Marketing Group is a worldwide training and development organization with offices uh, throughout the world, primarily Western Europe, Asia, and North America and Canada. Wow, that's amazing. Firstly, I'm, I'm glad you overcame cancer. That's that's a huge, huge thing. And also, I, I love that story of how your you came from a line of salespeople because I, I relate to that. My dad was an auctioneer, is an auctioneer. My uncle and grandfather are in property. Um, so I also come from a long line of sales and that's what I do. And I'm very passionate about it. It's great to have that passion like embedded in you. It's such an awesome thing. And then, and then you've gone and started a business about it. I think that's awesome. Yeah. And they say sales is the highest paying hard work and the lowest paying easy work. And so when you work hard and you build your skills, professional development and help clients solve their business problem and their pain with solution selling, it's just very rewarding beyond the compensation being very, very good. Yeah, 100%. I agree with that completely. It's the only job where the more you work, the more you're rewarded. Um, And it's quantifiable. And that's why I really like it as well as providing solutions to lots of problems. <laughs> um, so what motivated you to to go and start your own business? Um, and, and when was that point? Do, do you recall the point where you're like, okay, I want to start my own business now? Yeah, it was about uh, 2004. And I a lot of my friends were entrepreneurs, business people. I saw how hard they worked, but I saw the risk-reward ratio. And I was just passionate about sales, sales education, training, motivation. And it was really a passion for me. So it was a logical next step when I recovered from cancer and then left corporate America. But it was it was not without its risks, you know, going from being provided, you know, pension, retirement, benefits, and a and a paycheck every week to really make it happen yourself. But it was it was it was a tough uh 18 months, but the only way out is through. And I worked very hard and and am now enjoying the, the the fruits of my labor. But more importantly, I love what I do. It doesn't seem like work. And I think there's a, a quote that says, find what you love to do and do it for the rest of your life. And it doesn't feel like work. Exactly. hundred percent. And you said that there were, there were some challenges. Can you talk about some of those challenges and how you overcame them? Sure. Well, I had a little bit in sale in, in savings. And when I'm asked by people today, hey, should I quit my job and and start my own business? I said, well, hold off. This is a great part part time job. So don't quit your day job. You still have to have cash flow to pay the bills. But if you are passionate, you do the research and preparation, a business plan, and you have some savings that can give you a bridge for six, 12, 18 months, you know, I, I try to be realistic with people that want to get into their own business, specifically into sales training and consulting, but it's not wrapped with, without, you know, challenges, technology, website, marketing, 
I went from a sales professional to now a business owner, and I had to wear multiple hats, finance, accounting, billing, customer success, sales, marketing. And at times it felt overwhelming, but I just put one foot in front of the other, had a strong business plan and just muscled through. 100%. And I think sales and entrepreneurship are very similar. As in you have to, I can't say it on camera, but you have to have um, big risk abilities, if you know where I'm going with that. <laughs> um, yeah, it's not for everyone. It's not for any, everyone. Uh, some people want to know how many days off they have, what's their paycheck, what is their bonus structure, um, benefits. But it's when, when, for me, when I recovered from cancer and I cut the umbilical cord with corporate America, with IBM, it took on a whole different meaning because I had to be successful. Failure was not an option. 100%. And you've been in this for quite a long time. And sorry if I sound really young with this following question, but when you first started, was it like door to door or did you start on calling sales? And how, how have you adapted to the changes in the last couple of years? Or the last well, 10 I years even? Yeah, I've had the great benefit of coming out of technology. And when I started my business, just call me lucky, I got exposed to, you know, digital marketing, a great website, content, PPC, and SEO. So I've been doing digital marketing for my businesses for about nine, uh, 18 years. And I think you have to be good. You've got to really have a great consultancy and methodology and the ability to, to help clients scale their business and scale professionally through sales coaching. But I think as as more and more technology is evolving, every business beyond what their core business strength is has to be a, a, aware of technology, sales enablement, and now AI. So I think for me, um, having that well-grounded education in digital marketing and investing in it and now seeing the fruits of my labor, I can sit in any one of my offices around the world and, and have that marketing engine and essentially uh, a sales force that I only have to feed once. There's no benefits. I don't really have to manage them, but they're out there selling 724, 365 for me. So the, the, the point is understand digital, understand search engine optimization, pay-per-click, website marketing, contact, email marketing, et cetera. Exactly. And you say, uh, you mentioned AI in there. How has that affected, firstly, your business and the people that you coach? How has that affected the sales? Because I know we use it on a daily basis and it makes everything probably like a thousand percent faster. Um, how, how has it affected you and your business? So let me uh, answer that with a little historical context. You know, I was in um, IT and I was employed with one of the first browsers out of Austin, Texas back in uh, 95. I was at the intersection of data communications when we went online to dial-up modems, to cable modems, to broadband. And then I've seen these critical inflection points in technology. And I believe right now AI is one of those additional key inflection points. So you know, we do a lot of content marketing and I had to have a staff of content writers. I had four, now I've got two and their ability through uh, ChatGBT and some other tools that help with 
developing content is unbelievable. The quality, the cost savings, and the amount of content that we can really develop on a weekly, monthly basis that gives us a competitive advantage. 100%. And yeah, I agree with that. We we use them as tools to just make our lives a lot easier. And it's 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 definitely working <laughs> how it should be. I wanted to it's also working ask in you, a big way. Yeah. Uh, let me just share a brief story. I was on the phone with a sales executive and he said, help me understand this chat GBT. So I launched my my chat GBT and I typed in buyer persona for insurance companies. And it came up with what a buyer persona is. I said, who is the investor relations VP at this company? And the amount of great data. And you know, another iteration of, of AI is, are you familiar with Tome, T-O-M-E? No, I'm not. Tome is a tool, AI-based, that is free. You can buy some credits, but it allows you to use AI to create customized PowerPoint presentations. So you bring up the app, Tome, you type in, give me seven slides on selling to an insurance executive and include their buyer persona. It's it's just unbelievable. That's wild. I'm going to check that out. What did you say? It's T-O-M-E. Tome. And another one is Dali based on Salvador Dali, D-A-L-L hyphen E, where you can go in now and get unbelievable graphics and logo designs it's just it's it's quickly changing the uh, the 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 employment landscape, not only in sales. And I tell sales organizations, if you haven't embraced digital and AI, you better, because it's if you don't, you're going to be a dinosaur and you're not going to be in business. And all the sales enablement technologies that are out there that cost pennies that can really scale a sales organization and a business yeah 100 percent. i agree on that so much <laughs> um i wanted to also ask you how do you measure the success of your business uh what what metrics or kpis do you have in place that you use so you know the the tip of the spear is or foundationally is our digital marketing platform and tools that help us to market worldwide so uh, without getting into a, a diatribe about digital marketing, it's how many leads come in and then how many leads convert to a conversation that convert to a live meeting or a Zoom or Teams that lead to a proposal that lead to a sale. So we invest heavily in digital marketing and we get about 60 to 100 leads every month. And I have a staff of 10 around the world that work these leads and then you know i believe speed to lead you know forrester research just came out with a white paper that the sales professional and organization that gets to the lead first and understands and paints and articulates the buying vision and solution can enjoy up to a 65 percent competitive advantage so selling is a game of inches so we look at holistically our digital marketing platform is it generating the requisite number of leads that come in organically, that convert to a conversation, a meeting, a proposal, and a sale. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I better get on my leads a lot faster then. Um, so, where do you see your industry heading? Because we're obviously at a 
pivotal point in terms of technological evolution. So where do you see the sales world heading in the next couple of years? Because I know a lot of people in my position are worried. Like as SDRs, we people think that SDRs aren't going to be a thing anymore because we'll be able to have bots that, that do our job. Well, what's your opinion on that? I think the next one to three years, SDRs, sales professionals, will be fine if they understand technology, can navigate Zoom teams, you know, video conferencing well, understand their technology and how it can impact a client's business, and you can quantify it. But I think really understanding those evolving sales enablement tools that allows you to upskill every month, every quarter, every year. If you do that, you'll have job security for the next decade. People like to buy from people. Sure, there'll be elements of the sales process. The other thing I know that's here to stay is remote. Now, some organizations are going to say, you got to come back into the office one day a week, three days a week, because the intimacy, the, the relationships get deep when you're face-to-face. -face. But I think... If you are passionate about selling, you stay abreast of technology, digital technology, sales enablement technology, and that your company offers value for dollars spent, a mutual exchange of value for that solution that solves big problems, you're going to be fine. 100%. Yeah, I'm working remotely now. Our company's based in Virginia. I'm in Cape Town. It's definitely changed the game. Yeah. Um, so, Doug, what have you had any partnerships or collaborations that have helped you form and scale your business, or or how did you get where you are today? Yeah, I, I, as I say, I've walked on the shoulders of giants. I I was exposed to some consultants and trainers that I hired decades ago that I asked them to be my mentor. I've joined the National Speakers Association the International Federation of Professional Speakers and Trainers. And those two organizations are just awesome in terms of upskilling, seeing the best on the planet, deliver virtually live, and, and doing a lot of reading and watching YouTube videos. Okay, 100%. And so we are running out of time here, but I just wanted to get some advice from you. So... What advice would you give to other, firstly, other business owners looking to succeed in your industry and to salespeople? What advice do you have for us? Well, don't quit your day job. Make sure you have a, a little money in the bank. Have a good business plan that's reasonable and recognize that it's going to be one to two and a half years before your cash flow positive. And make sure that if your spouse or partner works, that it's going to be a tough one to two, two and a half years. But if you have a solution, an offering of value, I'd much rather embrace the risks as an entrepreneur or a business owner than be a number with another company. Because you never know what decisions are made in the executive suite or at the board. But if, you, if you're passionate about what you do, you can add value you understand and continue to learn the evolving digital landscape. I think it's the greatest ride, both professionally, personally, intellectually, to own your own business. 100%. I appreciate that. Um, well, Doug, 
thank you so much for being on the show. It's been a great conversation. My I know pleasure. we strayed I know we strayed quite far off from our script, but I, I really enjoyed the conversation. So what is the best way for people to reach out to Doug Devorak? If you have any offers for them or if you have any advice for them or if they just want to follow your story? Sure. They can go to salescoach.us and on salescoach there's four ebooks to download, my two new ebooks on sales leadership, a sales leader's guide to success, a sales leader's playbook, how to create a culture of success. And there's over 32 micro white papers or ebooks on every aspect of the sales process. They can download those for free. They can also reach me at 1-847-359-6969, or they can email me at Doug at DougDvorak.com. That's D-O-U-G at D-O-U-G, D-David, V-Victor, O-R-A-K.com. Amazing. Thank you so much, Doug. It was great having you on the show. Thank you.